listeners, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and com. This is your host, Zach Gandra, and with me as always, the inimitable Steve Gandra. Hello. I was really hoping you weren't going to say that inimitable thing again. I finally just figured out how to pronounce it, and I'm sure that our listeners are really getting tired of it. We need to come up with a new spiel. If you have a better idea of a good <laughs> handle, email us. Ask like the experts <laughs> at excellentcultures.com. You're struggling <laughs> hardcore already. I feel like we should start the show over. Uh, we're nah, we're having good. to share this a mic today, radio. and we're awkwardly looking at each other at KISS location. Yeah, we've got, so. we've got a full house in the studio. We have great guests today. Three guys that run the number one cabinet company, we think, in the world. They would probably tell you it was the west or the northwest. Uh, the Bell family from Belmont Cabinet Company in Sumner, Washington, a recent recipient of Washington State Manufacturers of the Year Award awarded by Seattle Business Magazine. Uh, we have the Bells today, and they're going to share their secret sauce on the great culture that they built at Belmont Cabinet Company. Yeah. You guys want to introduce yourselves to all of the listeners today? Sure, I'm Steve Bell. I'm the president, CEO, and founder of Belmont Cabinet Company. I'm Casey Bell. I'm the COO, so uh, head of operations at Belmont Cabinet Company also. My name is Tyler Bell, and I am the VP of Sales and Marketing at Belmont Cabinet Company. And uh, I'd probably argue with you on the number one cabinet company in the world west or maybe even northwest. I'd say let's narrow that to maybe south. Puget Sound, <laughs> Pierce, maybe Pierce County, or maybe just Sumner. Who yeah, knows? But so Tyler's the humble one. Yeah, yeah um, Tyler's the humble one. He's the sales guy. I mean, he's he's the VP of sales. It's we, typically we, supposed to be the other way around. I know, yes. but we did find out uh, before the show started that you were named after Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't think parents like mine, you know, strong faith face people would grow up and be you know i'd be conceived at an aerosmith concert but you know it's, no no I, I don't think they even knew who aerosmith was is the problem oh, man this is gonna be a great show today uh so hey since you're ty- talking tyler um why don't you uh, share a little bit about uh the work specifically that you do at belmont cabinet company and then we'll get casey to do the same and steve to share his role yeah, well, uh, you know, it starts off just doing what, what my dad tells me to do, and that's kind of a good place to start. But uh, Family sure, business one yeah, sure. Typical family business. Uh, actually, I do everything he says and do the opposite. That's generally worked out pretty well. We like to joke around and have a good time. Um, it, my background is uh, in sales and marketing, uh, design. I like product development. I enjoy all of that, and so that's kind of what I've gravitated uh too within the company um, started off just doing the basics of kitchen design really and it's it's grown from there from representing the product for us in uh, the northwest and to the point now where I'm overseeing our sales team and force around the country and uh, working with the product and development and marketing of that so we've got about uh, 450 dealers across the country and uh, we're also uh, part of uh, a program with Lowe's and we'll be in about 380 Lowe's locations throughout the country by the end of the year. So we have about 30 or so some odd 
reps around the country that I work with and help sell our product to uh, distribution and through dealers. So, so do you guys count cabinets or do you just count sales dollars? If I, I want to give our listeners a feel for, um, you know, how many cabinets are actually going out of your facility into kitchens around the world. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we, we track it all, of course, internally, but uh, I guess to give people a perspective, we build around 500 cabinets a day. So uh, you can kind of do the math and average that's a lot. kitchen uh, or house package. You might have 30, 40 cabinets. So uh, we build a few cabinets every day. So about 500 a day. And, that, and how many employees now, Tyler? Uh, well, I think Casey could answer that currently. You know, it's moving all the time. Well, I think we're about 290, 290 right now. Yeah. Casey, give us the real answer. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he's right. It's about 290 people right now. Okay, so while you're talking, Casey, why don't you share with us your role on uh, what you do in the operations into the business and uh, more about, you know, your perspective on the company and the family biz. Okay, well, my first role, first and foremost, is is I'm here to keep my dad humble and to, to just give him crap about family business yeah. 102 yes yeah. Pre- actually 201 201 okay so, so to yeah. keep him humble and give him crap but which, yeah, which mean, first one what which one comes first oh definitely give him well it's both they go hand in hand but i really enjoy giving him crap so if you hear if you hear him sort of squeal in this interview it's because i'm squeezing his leg or something yes. like that and so anyways, we, we enjoy having a lot of fun around our place. It's kind of a part of our culture. Is we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, we like to joke around. Yeah, some would say we've grown into a quote-unquote bigger business with, with all these dealers and employees, but uh, we like to have a lot of fun. So um, a little on my role in the operation, I've, uh, you know, I have been around the company as my brother since it was in our garage. So um, just around it forever, worked there in the summers and weekends, etc. Um, came on full time when I was fresh out of SPU in 2002, so about 12 years now. And, uh, you know, started working in different management roles, sort of lower level stuff, and, and then got really involved with the production end of things, plant expansions. Um, equipment purchases, um, gone through a couple of different plants and, and was eventually the plant manager. And now as CEO, I, I oversee really everything from when the order comes in to when the order goes out and, and everything in between. But my background's definitely more on the plant floor side of things. Yeah, great. So, Steve, uh, other than just taking crap from these guys, as your son so well put they it. The same, they have the same culture we do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, they certainly do. Uh, th- tell us about your role and then fill in a little bit on the background. I mean, when you founded the company back in the 70s and some of the good and the bad and the ugly of Belmont Cabinet Company. Well, when it comes to what my role is today, they would probably ask that same question. <laughs> <laughs> now what, he's giving you crap back, right? What, what do you do? And I, and honestly, I try to do as little as I have to. I've built a really great team. That's what I'll take credit for is that we I, I've hired well, and we have a very strong management team that uh, do and take care of all the day-to-day stuff that goes on. Uh, My primary role is one of vision, long-term thinking, where are we going to be three years from now, overseeing finance, 
and uh, that of a coach and mentor. Yeah, well said. Well said. So the thing that impressed me most about you guys, you know, you know this is a culture show and we're culture guys. And uh, what I saw when I first uh, visited your facility and was just amazed by the size and the scope and the complexity of the huge machines that you've got out there and your workforce and how, um, you know, they push buttons on a computer and then all of a sudden this huge skill saw thing takes over, (laughs) drills holes, cuts, cuts, figures out where the scrap is, minimizes all the scrap, and the next thing you know, you've got a cabinet ready to be assembled that pops out on the other side. I know I'm oversimplifying it. I'm watching... Uh, Casey smiling, <laughs> the operations guy smiling. If you, you know, if you only knew what it take to get took to get that thing going. But what really impressed me about you guys was your culture. I mean, the way that, and it wasn't a. So many people think of culture as as warm and fuzzy. I mean, it's kumbaya and we hug each other and everybody has respect and dignity and all these wonderful things that families and businesses strive for. But uh, what really impressed you, me about you guys is not only do you have that. But you've got a scrappy, competitive, passionate, excellence-seeking, high-performance outfit that really, you know, doesn't hold back on what it takes to really go after the market and uh, do business and do it in a very competitive way. Much, you know, like, like an athletic team with a great culture would, as opposed to what so many people do uh, in, in term, or think of in terms of businesses. So... Uh, what I want you guys to to speak to individually is, uh, you know, your thoughts, your vision of, you know, what is a culture of excellence, excellence, high performance, ethics, values, and employee engagement. And it looks like we're going to a break. I'm getting the break sign here. Steve and I are sharing a mic. So there you go. I had to push him out of the way. That's literally, that, that, that was serious. That, that wasn't part of cultural the, that's joke. That's part of the culture. I waited for you to laugh, but you didn't. <laughs> so anyways, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. We have Belmont Cabinet Company with us in the studio today. The Bell Boys are all here, and we will be right back. Hey, send us an email right now at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. Let's have a conversation. You got a question for the Bell Boys? Hey, are you guys all married? Yes. Oh, dang it, ladies. They're all married, so don't ask that question. We'll be right back. Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy. To-do list. Done. Supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, Excellent Cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. 
bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms, they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if excellent cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. Hey, we're back with Biz Culture Matters, Excellent Cultures, and the Bell family from Belmont Cabinet Company here in the greater Seattle area. For all of you listening from out of the Washington State area, right before the break, I was talking to Steve and Tyler and Casey Bell about their vision of what is a culture of ethics, values, and employee engagement from the standpoint of their business. So, um, uh, Steve, why don't you why don't you start? Give us your perspective, and then we want to hear each of you address your point of view from you know what is it, and then we're going to talk about how you th- you got it at Belmont Cabinet Company. Well, first and foremost, uh, we're out to win. <laughs> you know, we yes, we've got it. We we love our employees, and we treat them with respect, and we treat our vendors with respect, and our customers. We're we're all about that, but we're also about winning. And we don't believe that there's any oxymoron there. We want to do the best job we can in do as much of it as we can, and we want to glorify God in the process. Yeah, well said. What's your take on that, Casey? Well, I, one thing about our culture that I'll speak to is, is engagement. Engagement is a huge, huge thing from our employees' perspective. I think a lot of small companies, they... They, they, they're trying to grow, and, and someone doesn't want to let go of something because they think that, that so-and-so isn't really capable of doing something. Well, you know, if I were to ask you guys, do you think you're a capable person and you could handle a task that I give to you? I'm asking. Sure. Okay, absolutely. Well, I think that I think that, you think that, but sometimes we think our employees don't think that. Yeah. They are capable. They do want challenges. We need to, to engage them and their ideas, get their, um, you know, get their ideas, get them going. That's the way you can really grow a company is if you get everybody involved in making decisions and making things better. And uh, it's going to move from employees just doing things that you're asking them to do to them doing things that you're not even asking for. And that's sort of the real secret sauce. Is and when a company can start to grow, is when those employees are are taking initiative that you things you never even thought of, and things start happening in the company that never would have been possible had you not engaged them. Yeah, very well said. So many, so many businesses and leaders talk about it, but just the way you operationalize it is very helpful. Uh, what's your take on that, Tyler? 
Well, you kind of put me on the spot here, but uh, I don't it's think similar. you've ever been on the spot. No, I don't know. You <laughs> might be surprised, but uh, like Casey and Steve said, a lot of it does come down to engagement. It, we have a, a very fun atmosphere, and I think that stems from you know our authenticity and trust we've built with our employees and uh, the people around us, and you know from just feeling like family and treating people like their people and like we care about them and uh, it's created an environment where they trust us and we want to work together to win though and we've both come from that uh, competitive background and uh, we relate a lot of things to athletics and sports you know that's a big passion of ours outside of the business so we have fun with it and um, yeah like Steve said we we want to create a fun environment for everybody part of having fun is being competitive i think everybody enjoys competition and and wants to win so uh you know we we have always worked really hard in engaging people from day one to try to make them feel like they're part of something bigger than just beyond cabinets and that's a message that's really hard as you grow and you get more people in uh, to continue to get that message across to people and help them feel like they're part of something bigger and uh, part of a bigger part of, part of a bigger game that's taking place out yeah. there. Yeah, very well said. So um, a couple of things that I recognized, uh, and I've heard all all three of you said this in the context of your description, is this word care that you care for people and uh, care much easier said than done but what i noticed when i visited your facility and your plant and your offices that that care was operationalized with systems and processes not just attitudes uh the corporate chaplains that you have on staff and i want you to describe you know what they actually do so that people get the idea that this isn't a religious experience um, it's meaningful interaction and helping people be all that they can be and their families do all that they can do. Also, uh, the fund that you have that you set aside in advance to help employees and their families take care of emergencies. Uh, talk, you talk a little bit about what you guys feel like you're doing differently in that care side because I thought it was huge. I mean, everybody's got wages and benefits, but that doesn't mean that you care. I think it goes back to what our, our uh, purpose statement of our company is, and that is to enhance the lives of everyone we connect with. We really do believe, even though this sounds corny, we really do believe that we can make the world a better place through building cabinets. And it starts with our own employees. So we have a, a chaplain, as you mentioned, not to go out there and proselytize and that type of thing, but just a professional listener. He calls himself a professional holy man. This is the least church state in the union, and most people don't know where to turn when they come into a family emergency. And, and so our chaplain is there to help in a time of need, regardless of what that need is. We have Belmont Family Support, where we set aside funds through an independent, uh, a third-party administrator to help those families who are in severe financial needs, or an emergency, or medical, or whatever it might be. We also... Uh, are involved with a lot of transitional housing. We have a community down in, in El Salvador. We support causes around the world, and we involve our employees in many of those causes to uh, on this road to 
making the world a better place and causing having a cause that's just that's greater than ourselves yeah i think you just gave me a new definition for a professional holy man um a guy who listens really well uh what do you say on that well i just had one zach you used kind of a big word at the beginning there and he just said Proselytize? <laughs> Can you help? What, 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 is that what does that mean? Is that anything like inimitable? Does it, <laughs> does it have something to do with your prostate? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have guessed. I, we hope not. We hope not. Very uh, okay, so, uh, so basically, the, the company chaplain is the man that every woman wants to be married to. <laughs> A great knows. listener. Exactly. <laughs> But I love, like, Steve, thank you for clarifying that because that's a beautiful way to describe of how you guys are. The people that work for Belmont Cabinet Company are family. They're they're not just employees. You guys are making efforts and making strides and even creating staff to take care of them and to help their needs and to do that. That's fabulous. Yeah. So my next question is, and then why don't you take a shot at this first, Casey, uh, is... Where have you seen this value system that you've worked so hard to build, you know, start to deteriorate, either in your company or others? What what kind of uh, concern signs or uh, radar alerts can you give to our listeners of what they should look out for in their companies where all these great things have a tendency to de- degenerate? Yeah, that's a great question. And to be honest, it's one that we're dealing with right now. Um, You know, the company has grown tremendously over the past two or three years. And with that growth, it's very easy to lose your identity and to lose your culture as you're bringing in all these new people. And in a manufacturing setting and some of the demographic that that we're working with an employee, there, there can be a lot of turnover and uh, there can be a lot of hardship in those people's lives and, and just a, a difficult sect. And at times, um, we're bringing so many new people in and they don't get our culture. They um, and, and we've come to the realization is that it's not their fault that they don't get our culture. It's our fault that we didn't introduce them to it fast enough, that we weren't deliberate about getting them inside the company and and hearing about the things that Steve just talked about and all the other things inside of the company. So be honest, that's a a journey we're on right now. And we're really trying to um, improve uh, how we communicate to our newer employees in their first 30, 60, 90 days, six months of employment and getting them assimilated into our culture. And we feel like once we do that, they're going to become proponents of the co- of the company and our culture and uh, really help us grow again kind of back to the empowerment thing we can empower people on on how we want our culture to be and they can help us so one of the things i'm hearing then as a as a warning sign of a culture a great culture starting to degenerate is just growth i mean the more people that you get the more people that join the team the harder it is to keep the long-term things that you've put in place for such a long time yeah absolutely it's just like you hear about a lot of companies that they're oh they're they got too big and their customer service is terrible now i can't talk to someone who knows what they're talking about or i don't get the phone call back it's the same thing that can happen with your culture oh they got too big and then 
you know, some of the, the things get lost in that growth. And as company leaders, we have to um, be diligent about making sure those things stay. And uh, it's it's up to us to put those those policies in place. Yeah, very well said. Tyler, What's what are your thoughts on, you know, what are the danger signs of losing a great culture? Yeah, like Casey said, as we've as we've grown, you lose that a lot of that direct touch with the employees and even the customers as well from my standpoint but uh, you have to remind uh, these managers and supervisors and leads that their their job at the company is not just figuring out how to build more cabinets or do it right it's to develop and build relationships with the employees and and engage them and get them motivated to want to be there and feel like they're part of something and that they have uh, a contribution to make to the company and, and to the world around them. So continuing that message as you grow and your step back away and there's more layers added can be really difficult. Perfect. All right, we got to go into another break. But when we come back, uh, Steve, we haven't heard a lot from you yet. And I'm hoping it's okay that any anybody who's ever been a part of a family business uh, as an employee or a team member of a family business or is a part of the family <laughs> understands the uniqueness to that situation. I hope you can you can enlighten us a bit on on how you guys have done maybe your challenges and what you guys have done well as a family to work through that. When we get back, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and com. We'll be right back. Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list, done, supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better, that politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies, it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, excellent cultures can bring you back to awesome because they get it. What they know for sure? You don't need another consultant. Excellent cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms, they go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker. You get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone, that's everyone, not just the boss, takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if Excellent Cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now or start it yourself 
with their complimentary online business culture MRI. Hey, everybody, we're back. You're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and excellentcultures.com. And we are with the Belmont Cabinet Company boys. Uh, or men, Steve Bell, founding father of not just the company, but these two young gentlemen that are sitting in front of us today in the studio. Um, we left off right before the commercial, uh, Steve, wanting to hear from you of uh, maybe the foundations of the company. We've talked a little bit about about culture and then uh, of, of the business culture that you guys are developing and have now. What's interesting to me is also a son who works with his father, is what uh, the the backstory of how the company came to be and how you guys as a family grew into that. And more particularly, for me anyways, is is you can talk about employee engagement with your employees, which is one thing, but family engagement and engaging family in the company is, is a completely different thing. And how has that been for you over the years? Well, I started, uh, I started this little cabinet company in my garage in the mid-'70s. I was working for my father-in-law, Fred Lang, who by the way, is is probably going to go home to see Jesus today. And uh, we're going over there after this. We're going over after this interview to, to see him probably for the last time. But wonderful man. Uh, our daughter was born in 1976. I didn't want Carolyn to have to work outside of the home. So I asked my father-in-law if I could build the cabinets for the houses we were building. I set up a table saw and some tools in our garage and would go out there every night and work and work on the weekends. And um, through the big recession of 79 to 82, we, he didn't have enough work to keep me busy, so I launched on my own. And eventually that turned into a kitchen and bath remodeling company with a cabinet company on the side. I was reading all these trade magazines, and I saw this thing called the Euro system, System 32, frameless cabinets coming into the marketplace. And it just made a lot of sense to me. And so in 1986, 87, I started building frameless cabinets. And other kitchen dealers that I'd met through the National Kitchen and Bath Association started asking me to build cabinets for them. And that's when the lights went on and thinking, well, maybe I can build a business around manufacturing instead of hurting those cats out there in the construction business. So uh, by the early 90s, we had sold off our remodeling company and focused solely on manufacturing. We started with a handful of dealers, and we got into a company called Eagle Hardware and Garden in 1991. And with that company, we grew to all 40 of their stores. Lowe's purchased Eagle Hardware in the year 2000, and we continued the relationship with Lowe's for a number of years until we pulled out. Um, The end of the story is that we're back in with Lowe's now, and it's going very well. But we just continued to grow the business. The boys uh, came into the business after college, and what I offered them is the opportunity to work harder than anybody else, And I also told them that I would not insist that anybody respect them. They had to earn their own respect. And uh, they have quite honestly done that in spades. Through the last Great Recession, very, very, very hard time for us. Our sales dropped 60%. Our employment went from 200 down to 90. Wow. We were just hanging on by our 
fingernails, so to speak. And I actually let my entire top level of management go, and I brought Casey and Tyler and another young man who's our CFO up to report directly to me and said, we're just going to have to rebuild this thing together. And um, they have absolutely risen to the occasion. We, uh, all of our family's involved. My wife's involved uh, from a support standpoint. Our daughter, my daughter and their sister is involved in managing our charitable foundation and all of our, um, well, basically our, our benevolent work. And we have also gone through a whole entire family transition planning effort, and we're in the process of transferring the business to the next generation. We decided not to sell the business. We've had many opportunities, but we felt we could do more to change the world by owning the business than by selling it. Yeah, great philosophy. So it sounds like during the last recession, you actually had to gut the company to survive. And the boys rode, rose to the occasion out of necessity, and it worked. Uh, I don't know if that's a formula for success that we want to prescribe to anybody, but you guys sure made it work. Uh, yeah, it's not something we'd want to do again. But uh, <laughs> at some point in time, I'm not quite there yet, but at some point in time I'll be able to look back and say these were our finest hours. But uh, there, there's still a little bit of pain associated you, you with it. You still have the scars. I still the have some scar and wounds, and they're pretty open. <laughs> but uh, but God is faithful, and we've uh, we've come out of it very strong. We don't. We haven't really given any credit to our products, and the vision of our products. We started building a European frameless cabinet back in the '80s when nobody wanted it, but we believed in it. And I'm pretty stubborn. And finally, after 25 years, the market says we want that, and we just happen to be in the right place at the right time after 25 years. And uh, the products, the modern looks that we offer at a reasonable price point are just simply the rage out there in the building community right yeah, now. Yeah, that is wonderful. So I want to hear from the boys now. Um, Tyler, why don't you speak first on this one? What was your view of this uh, company has been gutted and dad says, we're not giving you any respect, you have to earn it. Um, and, uh, you know, here you are now forced into a high pressure situation of survival which you'd probably never experienced before. I mean, how does how does one deal with that? Yeah, it, yeah, it was interesting. You know, I grew up. Uh, believe it or not, I didn't dream about being a cabinet maker when I was little, and uh, think about it day and night. And I, so I was a bit of more of a free spirit. I think he had a little more trouble reining me in, and I tried working at some other places throughout uh, high school and college. And at the end of the day, I did want to come back to the family business and be part of something like he said that. Uh, was working towards a greater good and it was just really unbelievable to be involved in some of these other projects going around uh, locally and around the world and in El Salvador I've been down there a few times uh, it was just really fun but when we came in uh, came into the business it, it really was we had to earn that respect and, and start from the bottom and I understood that n nobody uh, nobody wants to be given anything I don't think uh, at the end of the day, people really want to feel like they were just given a free ride. You know, you want to have to earn it. Um, at least I did. And so uh, I took it in stride. And, you know, obviously being part of a family, it, you know, the 
the the communication's a little bit different. You have a more of an open and honest relationship, and you can give feedback and tell them what you think, and probably speak out of turn uh, more than you typically would be able to. But uh, you know, at the same time, he's he's uh, he's always been able to listen and accept that for what it is. And uh, our family, you know, you'd think you'd have a lot of strife going on, and uh, we've got some different personalities. But at the end of the day, we're all part of the, uh, you know, we all have the same vision and goal in mind. You know, we might just differ, differ on how to get there from time to time, but it's not going to get in the way of the larger goal. So, you know, it was uh, some trying times for us, but it was also an opportunity for us to kind of come in and be part of that, that uh, rebirth of the company, so to speak, and uh, grow it from uh, a smaller level again. And uh, so it's fun to say we're involved but i mean it was uh it was everybody from you know the the entry level type positions within the company to the office staff and our sales people it wasn't any one person or just the family we all had to you know buckle the chin straps and go to work for a few years and and stick it out and fortunately we have a lot of great people that that hung in there with us and uh you know trusted us through those times and worked with us so yeah so uh casey same question, you know, earn, earn your keep. Uh, you got to earn your respect. And all of a sudden now you're running the place because we're making it through the recession as best we can. Yeah. It's a kind of a funny question because I never really thought of it that way. Sure. He may have said that, but it, it really started when we were young and, and with him, with my dad and our family, my grandpa that he talked about, it was the way we were raised. I mean, you just, we knew what hard work looked like. You know, we had some some successful people in our family, but uh, it, it was never really from um, a big academic standpoint. It was never a corporate type of a feel, or it was never because someone got lucky and hit the lotto. It was someone knew how to kick butt and take names so to speak you know and so you know growing up and we tyler and i laugh about this all the time but saturdays were work days for me and him that's what we did with our dad is he would (laughs) take us to mcdonald's for breakfast and that was our treat for the day (laughs) and then we'd go to work do whatever work the shop work in the yard and uh so when i came into the company i just sort of looked at it as the same thing it's like okay yeah I'm going to be respected because I know that I'm going to outwork everybody. And I ha- also happen to think I'm a pretty smart guy and uh, I can do this. So the the whole respect thing, it's just interesting because I, I just never really thought of it like I have to change something. I just I just did it. Yeah. Um, so do you still eat breakfast at McDonald's every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we I, all these great things that were instilled from I still love, I'm loving it. <laughs> I, st- I still love a sausage McMuffin with egg from time to time. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, Come on. Amen. Come on. We'll, I mean, we'll geez. We'll so. Back then, it was all about the big breakfast. That's so. right. Let's be honest. Big breakfast. There I'm you gonna, go. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was... Like, while he said that, I was thinking big words. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. And we're not sponsored by McDonald's today, but if they want to sponsor us, you're more than welcome. We'd love it. You can email us at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. And we'll be right back.
Remember when your company was awesome? It was you against the world. Successful strategy, to-do list done, supersonic growth. But over time, the sharp edge gets dull, and good is good enough. Why? Because companies forget that bigger is not always better. That politics crush people, innovation, and creativity. And before you can say rotten corporate culture, social media posts are infecting your business. The answer? It's not just your corporate strategies; it's your corporate culture. Excellent companies know that bad culture eats great strategies for breakfast. These guys really get it. Whether you're a family biz or a Fortune 500, or a new biz and want to get it right, excellent cultures can bring you back to awesome. Because they get it. What they know for sure, you don't need another consultant. Excellent Cultures gives you what you need to get what you want. Bottom line business results that last. How do they do it? With successful business leaders as coaches and proven scientific data. They read your company's culture from inside out. Think MRI. They give you fast, accurate bottom line tactics. They don't treat symptoms. They go for the cure. Based on science, they reveal the hearts and minds of your people using proven and concise data, not warm and fuzzy psychobabble. And here's the kicker: you get supervisors who coach and inspire, workers who love their work, and everyone—that's everyone—not just the boss—takes ownership and accountability. It just doesn't get much better than this. And if you're wondering if excellent cultures works, just ask a few of their grads. Don't let the culture monster eat your strategy for breakfast. Check it out for some free advice from one of their experts now, or start it yourself with their complimentary online business culture MRI. Culture Matters and ExcellentCultures.com on Clay 1180 AM with the Bell family, Steve, Casey, and Tyler Bell from the Belmont Cabinet Company. Stephen Tyler, yeah, <laughs> named after Stephen Tyler. So before the break, we were talking about how you guys, as the sons, grew up in the business and had to earn your keep, so to speak. And how you develop that work ethic from a you know very you know young time in your life. So far, just in listening for the culture nuggets that、uh, you guys have all spoken about throughout the whole show, it began with, "Hey, it's all about winning," which so many cultures forget, and then so, so many cultures, other ones, overdose on winning. Where it becomes only about winning, and you end up winning for the short term and losing people.、Uh, the second thing that I've heard, speaking of people, is that、uh, it's more about people, and that the strategy for winning is people, and that people come first, and come first to the extent of not just we talk about it and we have these beautiful mom, God, and apple pie values that are written on the wall or the website, but you have. Systems and processes that you've operationalized inside of the business. You know, on-site、uh, chaplain whose job it is to listen.、Uh, funds that you put aside for families in need when they have needs. A charitable foundation. Works that you do in Central America. All sorts of things where it's all about the people.、Uh, then we went to your philosophy on you know engagement and how. 
you're challenged with keeping engagement as the business grows and you get more people. What I kind of like you guys to do now is kind of go back to that engagement perspective for a second and connect the dots between uh, a culture of ethics and values and one of engagement. You can have wonderful ethics and values, uh, but a bunch of yawning, sleepy people. Steve, why don't you speak to that? We start very early in the, in the orientation process sharing our six core values, and we stress these core values, which are integrity, respect, flexibility, innovation, growth, and social responsibility. We stress these values over and over and over and over. I teach a basic leadership class to anybody in the company that wants to participate, and it's really a a character building class but we once again we stress the uh, the values and we we bought, talk about alignment of values and if you're not aligned with our values you probably won't be comfortable here and we we apply that uh, alignment of values with our vendor our supply chain and our customers we look for people that share those same values and we also encourage our people to take chances be a risk taker you're not going to get fired for making a mistake. You mis we That's the only way we learn anything in life. We learn through other people's mistakes or we learn through our own mistakes, but we learn through mistakes, period. And we encourage people, quite honestly, to make mistakes in the hopes that they'll learn from it. Yeah, very well said. What do you say, Casey? Well, just, uh, you know, one of the things that I guess I can't remember exactly what your question was, but one of the things about uh, culture that I'd like to speak to is transparency. I think that it's really key just to be authentic and transparent with your people. I think that that just goes such a long ways. I mean, everybody knows a fake. Everybody knows when someone's putting on a show, um, and people know when you're being real, too. And if you're just being real and, and, and talking to someone because you want to talk to them or telling them something that's going on in the company that, you know, it, maybe some other companies would consider off-limits or private information, um, if you can be transparent and vulnerable with those, these people, um, you know, they're going to do the same for you. Uh, and so I think that's a big part of our culture and uh, a, something that could be big for anybody's culture. Yeah. What do you say, Tyler? Yeah, like Casey said, uh, you know, authenticity is huge and just being yourself. And I, I think a lot of times uh, when you come from a faith-based business like ours, there's a tendency to think of us as, you know, that those stodgy types that, uh, you know, like you said, it's it's about God and apple pie or whatever, you know. Got and me mom, thinking about mom. McDonald's God, apple God, pies God, now. Apple pie. Yeah, God. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, uh, but... You know, we have fun, and we're relaxed, and we treat people like you would treat a friend and have a conversation, somebody that you care about or have fun with. We're doing something right now. Uh, you know, everybody can rally around the Seahawks, at least up here in For sure. Seattle. So we do these huge Blue Friday events, and we'll do barbecues. We'll do different skits. We do a touchdown dance competition with everybody, but... You know, you just just have fun. People want to be in an environment where uh, 
you know, you spend so much time there that you, you can be yourself, you can be your fun, you like uh, Steve mentioned earlier, you know, not not be afraid to say something wrong or make a mistake or feel like you have somebody constantly watching over you that you can express your your creativity and yourself really, you know. Yeah. So we live in a country where the recent Gallup poll last October just told us once again the numbers have not changed in two years since the previous poll that 70 plus percent of our workers in this country are disengaged in their jobs. They show up just to go through the motions and then go home and do what they really want to do. Uh, this year, the poll uh, went as far as to identify 18 percent of the confidentially polled employees who said they actually hated their jobs. And the most common reason for hating their job was they hated their boss. Uh, the uh, Gallup chairman, Jim Clifton, actually labeled the, this new generation of bosses that are hated as the managers from hell uh, that are taken over in our workforce. Now, what I hear from you guys, and one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is just the opposite of that, but you're focusing on this concept called transparency. Can any of you think of an example recently where you actually – got to a place of being transparent with a manager, with an employee that was very challenging or very difficult, but you went for transparency anyway, and tell us the outcome. You got it, Casey. Yeah, I can actually speak to that. Uh, we got a, a recent example that I think is a pretty good one. And, you know, we you talked about people hating their bosses, and uh, the, you're absolutely right on, and it's a, it's a philosophy that we subscribe to, is people don't typically leave companies, they leave their bosses. Exactly. That, that's, uh, it's a true fact. And, uh, you know, we had a difficult situation with someone who was in a leadership role, and, uh, you know, we worked with this person at trying to get them to where we wanted them to be from a leadership standpoint. The person was incredible at doing things on the floor, taking care of things, just an awesome person. And so we promoted him and uh, he wanted the promotion and it went okay for a while, but it just became apparent that the things we needed from him on a higher level leadership standpoint or from that standpoint um, just weren't clicking. We worked with him, we worked with him, we worked with him, we were transparent. This isn't working. Here's how we need to change it. It became apparent that the person um, just wasn't right for the role anymore. So we were, of course, nervous because we liked this person and we did not want to lose them, but we needed to have a conversation and remove them from the spot. So we went in to, and had that conversation and the person was ecstatic. They were excited. Thank you for relieving they me of all this thankful. pain. They were thankful. We had been transparent. We, we were having the conversations all along the way on on what was wrong with the relationship, and, and he knew that it wasn't working. And uh, so it was a, a great affirmation that we just be up front the whole way through. And sometimes when you get to that end point, everybody knows, and it's not as difficult as a conversation as you might think it would be. Um, or especially as it would be had you not talked about it along the way. Yeah. So talk values, if you will, but what you're hearing from the leaders at Belmont Cabinet Company, it's more about the values that you can live and operationalize in reality than it is just having beautiful God, Mom, and Apple Pie words printed on your goal-framed mission statement or on your website. You know, so real. So we're real, so 
transparent. This is me giving the stretch sign to Steve because he always ends the two minutes too <laughs> early. Yeah, so let me pick me on you in the company sense. No, but I can I can close this out on that. I love. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for coming. And uh, Steve, thank you for founding a great company and uh, giving birth. Well, you didn't give birth, but your wife gave birth to some, some great boys. And a great his, his contribution to that was pretty minimal when yeah. you get right down yeah. to it. <laughs> and I'm sure Errol, Errol Smith and Steve Tyler had something to do yeah. with that. And yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and before we close out, I wanted Excellent. to answer one final question. So, guys, kind of wrapping it up here. Uh, I want you to put your coach's hat on for a second. We're talking about this culture you've described at winning, winning through people. Put your coach's hat on. What advice can you give to the listeners, short and sweet, of how they can get up to the pace of what you've defined as winning through people? Uh, who wants to go first? Anybody? Yeah, Casey. Empowerment. People can do things. Give them credit for who they are. You believe in yourselves. They believe in themselves. Let them do what they can do. What do you say, Tyler? Uh, I'll just go with ditto for that. Right? <laughs> Steve, give us a real wisdom. I know we're up against the clock. Yeah. Right? You have to trust people. You really honestly have to trust them and let them know that they're trusted. Fabulous. Thank you, gentlemen, again for coming in. You've been listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM and com. Remember to check out Belmont Cabinet Company now. You can go to Lowe's apparently, and check out their cabinets. Where else, real quick? Well, at Lowe's, it would be under Latitude Cabinets. There you but, go. Um, we have dealers all around Just the state. go on our website, www.belmontcabinets.com. Locate Perfect. a dealer nearby you, and we'll take care of it. Perfect. We'd love to have a conversation with you guys. Send us an email at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com or tweet us at XLNT Cultures. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Have a good week. Mm-hmm.